It's a joy to be back in Quero. Amen. 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 It's a joy to be back in Quero. Thank you, Lawrence and Pastor, for leading leading in worship. And uh, it's a joy to be here just to to worship the Lord with you, to bring God's word to you. And my wife and I met in music school a hundred years ago. Maybe a hundred and ten. I can't remember. But we were both in college at Sam Houston State University and we both majored in music. You know, we were playing in the band since we were real, really young. And it was just part of our life. And we enjoyed playing in church and many times we were the orchestra. We were just playing our instruments behind the piano player, the organ player, and just enjoyed being in church and playing. And so the last few years, my wife continues to play professionally and to teach uh, flute professionally. And, uh, and of course, I'm in the ministry full time, but we said, you know, let's start doing a little bit more music when we minister. And so the people have enjoyed it. My wife has been able to record a few albums. Just uh, as the Lord has provided, and uh, we're just honored to be here. So we're going to play a few songs for you. Some of them you'll know. I think most of them you'll know. In fact, uh, Pastor Laura, we saw the advertisement for Lanny Wolf up here, and we're going to play one of Lanny Wolf's songs that he wanted Beth and I to play at his 80th birthday party uh, this last year. And so we're going to play that for you all. Give you all a little, a little Lanny Wolf prelude. Just a little taste. Because he's written, I think he's written somewhere around 800 songs. Man. I mean, the gentleman has, the Lord has used him in a great way. And so this first song I'm going to do for you, you can, you can tap your toe to it if you want to. It's pretty fast. But it's an old gospel song called Goodbye World Goodbye. You'll probably recognize it. But you know, we're not going to be here very much longer. Amen. Come on now. Amen. We're not going to be here much longer. Amen. That's With right. Faith in the Lord, we have a home prepared for us Lord. in the heavens. Thank you. No, Thank you, no bills. Can I hear an amen? Amen. <laughs> that woke you up. No taxes. That's amen. right. Amen. And you get a clean deed. Amen. You don't own you don't own your place here on this land. If you have a ranch or a house, you don't own it. You know who owns it? government owns it. Because stop paying the taxes on that property and you'll find out who owns it. Yeah. Right? We're just, we just own the right to live there. But God provides for us in this place. So everything in this life is so temporary. Everybody say the word temporary. Temporary. And God wants our hope and trust in Him and the Lord wants us to rejoice that we're, we have a home prepared for us over there. John chapter 14. Amen. 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 So let me get the weapon of my warfare. <laughs> this is a soprano saxophone. I play all the saxophone family. She plays all the flute family. She has a couple of them that she's going to play today, the, the, the regular flute and the alto flute. But this is a soprano saxophone. kind of sounds like a clarinet, but it's in the saxophone family. Everybody say goodbye, world. Goodbye, world. Goodbye. Goodbye. Amen. <laughs>
songs. Uh, she has a lot of old classical hymn arrangements that have powerful, powerful messages. And she's going to play a couple of those for you with this. Praise the Lord. And then we'll come back and play, play some duets that uh, some of our arrangers have arranged for us over the years. Okay. Well, one of the songs, uh, I'll say one of the songs that I've been referred to as Before the Throne of God, and it's a, one of the contemporary worship songs that says, Before the Throne of God I stand, I'm strong in a perfect plea. And, uh, you know, when you read the scriptures and it says that, that we can boldly come to the throne of grace in our time of need. Amen. You know, that, that is one of the things that, that Jesus paid for us on the cross was our ability to come to the very presence of God. And, you know, I, I, I challenge you that maybe you sit down every day and say, the Lord's presence is with me. Because I think sometimes we can go, get so distracted in this world that that we don't think about the fact that his presence is with us and that his Holy Spirit dwells within us. And we see and experience life differently when we realize that, that his presence is with us and that we can run to him when we need
teenager, every verse describes something that we go through. Whether it's sickness or death or rejection from friends, rejection from family. And basically, no matter what we go through, if ever I love you, Jesus, it's now. Right. The Lord's going to hold our hands Amen. and help Glory. us. These next few songs that we're going to play, many of them deal with the presence of the Lord and deal with prayer. I think she's going to do an arrangement of uh, In the Garden, the old classic hymn where uh, it's written about Jesus travailing in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, the word Gethsemane itself in, in Greek means pressing, like you would press an olive oil and the oil comes out. And there's certain things that don't, the good things that don't come out of us until we pray, until we go through a time of pressing. But the early church in Acts chapter 4, beginning in verse 23, in Acts 4, 23 and following, the scripture records a pressing, a, press, a time of pressing and persecution that the early church went through. And the Lord knew that you and I were going to go through times of pressing and discouragement also. They had been saved. They had followed Jesus. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. But that wasn't enough. You go, well, I thought it was. No, it's not enough to have received the Holy Spirit one time. It's enough if you stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And in Acts Good. chapter 4, it says that persecution came. They were free. From this uh, imprisonment, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they, when they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voice together in prayer to God. That's always the answer, yes. is to lift your voice together in prayer to God. That's right. To lift, yes. to gather together and to pray. And then look what happens in verse 30. They didn't say, Lord, deliver us from this persecution. Deliver, this, deliver us from these awful religious people. Deliver us from Roman occupation. Deliver us from those same people that killed Jesus. No, they didn't say that. They said, Lord, stretch out your hand to heal. Stretch, use us right where we are. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after this, chapter 4, verse 31, after this, everybody say, after this. After this. After this. The meeting place was shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, they had just been filled, Pastor Laura, and just a few weeks earlier in Acts chapter 2. Now they were gathered together. They were filled again with the Holy Spirit, and they preached the word of God with boldness. Yes, they did. Amen. They continued living for the Lord because there's so much in this life that can discourage us health issues, family issues, financial issues, the struggles that we have with, their own, with our own bodies and our own minds. There's just stuff that we struggle with. These gentlemen that are, that are struggling with their moms right now, trying to do the best thing for them, those are struggles. But it's not time to give up, amen? It's not time to give up. It's time to say, Lord, fill me again with a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit so that I can move forward. Athletes, like right now, the Cuero Gobblers football team, they're in this in this hundred plus degree weather, busting, trying to get ready for the season. 
They're not saying, you know, I think I'd rather just play. I should have played basketball with Gary this year. Nope. They're out there busting it, getting in shape with a new season coming up. Now, you're, I've seen the sign out there. You guys have won a bucket load of state championships. Year after year after year. And it's because they're in shape. They're well coached. And they're in shape. But athletes have something called a second wind. When you're in shape, you're out there on Friday night, you're, you're doing what you do, and you get tired. You get weary. And then all of a sudden, athletes understand this. There's something called what? A second wind. They kind of, they kind of, their body kind of snaps back into what it should be doing. And the Lord wants to give you and I a second wind. Yes, amen. And a third one. And a fourth one. And that's what happens when we gather together. That's what happens when we study God's word. That's what happens when we pray. God gives us that second wind. So I pray for you today that your heart is encouraged and that you receive that second wind, that, that extra boost that only the Lord can give. Hallelujah.
is Jesus paid it all. And it was kind of interesting when I was trying to find some songs to record. And uh, I was listening to some different uh, music sources and I came across Jesus paid it all. And, um, you know, I think sometimes we don't think about everything Jesus paid for. Amen. Uh, you know, I had the demonish I broke in. You know, he paid, paid for salvation. But they didn't talk much about how the day-to-day that Jesus wants to be involved in our lives. Right. And uh, so when I was a freshman in college, I was dealing with the situation, and I met Don, and we were talking, and his response to the need that I had was, let me pray for you. And that was the first time at age probably 19 or 20 that even being around church, that someone said, let me pray with you over a situation. You know, used to at dinner table, if we had to talk with a teacher, that just became something to talk about at the table. Not that you could take it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that we bear in this lifetime because we don't take things to the Lord. God help us. You know, and then the second thing is really giving thanks to the Lord for the things that he does do for us. And uh, being mindful and aware of God's faithfulness uh, in our lives. One time you were talking about how God provides for us. One time we were living in uh, outside of San Antonio and I was raising my little girl so I really couldn't work at the time. And um, then I got voted in and to be over the women's ministries for San Antonio section. And so we were driving in San Antonio one day at an event and um, went to eat lunch afterward. And so basically I'm doing volunteer work for the, for the section, you know. And so here I am, we just after eating, and we're coming out of the parking lot to turn right to turn right on the feeder. And it was raining so hard outside. And I saw this bird in the street standing in water about that deep. Not only did I see that bird, but one of those little meat you know, um, it stopped real quickly because he saw it. Now, how, how, why would we see a bird standing in water in the middle of a rainstorm? But we did. I got out, I rescued the bird, and, and uh, that Sunday we looked in the newspaper and, and a guy advertised that he lost the bird. And um, we called, took that bird back, and when the lady answered the door, she said, you're the third pastor that has returned one of his birds. <laughs> you need to go in there and talk to him. You know, so it was like being where God wanted me to be, seeing something as obscure as a bird, being willing to go pick it up, not realizing that God had a plan. And he had a plan for provision that wasn't normal. You know, I had two legs, two feet, and a brain in my head, had different talents, but this is how God chose to provide. And at that time, he left the room and came back with a reward for returning that uh, rose-crested cockatoo breeder bird. Very valuable, and he gave me a reward. And, and, and it met a need that we had. So, being faithful to the Lord, you have no idea how he wants to surprise you. You have no idea. But he paid for it, paid it all, and his promises are true. So, you know, writing down in that journal that I know God's presence is with me is one thing. But then also, to write down daily that he paid for it all. Every need that I have today and in the future. It's already made a way. Here's a bird. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know what it is. But it's so fun to tell that story because God's creativity is something else, isn't it? Amen. You know, he surprises us how he's going to do it. But all he wants us to do is to trust him and ask. 
Thank you, Jesus. Come on. You know, Peter, he found a bird also. But it was a fish with a gold coin in his mouth. Right? Amen. An unexpected something that happened to meet a need. And so I called that bird. And those breeder pair are $10,000 per pair. Those breeder birds. They, they breed them to sell. And you're not supposed to touch it. Man, we were touching that bird. He was in our house. He was in, We bought a cage. We didn't know. But he had a band on his foot. That gentleman gave us $400. And we I called that bird the Michelin bird. <laughs> because I turned that $400 into a new set of tires for our minivan. Amen. You just Lord. never know. But the blood of Jesus pays it all. There's so much in the New Testament. Without the shedding of blood, the writer of Hebrews says, there's no forgiveness of sins. The shedding of blood, Paul says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 12, but now... You have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. We take for, for granted God has brought us near to him because of that shed blood. In verse 16, together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. The Jews and the Gentiles, both parties now get to come to God and be people of promise. He reconciled us by means of the death on the cross and our hostility towards each other was put to death on the cross. The prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 53, 4, Surely he took up our pain. So what are you going through? He took up our pain and bore our suffering and yet considered him we considered him punished by God. But he was doing that for us, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are what? Healed. There's so much that the Jesus, through his relationship with the Father, that sacrifice paid every, every price for all of the benefits that we have. And God is saying, I want to give you these benefits. I want you to have. 